Good morning all you lovely Marcus Today members. It's Friday 17th of April and good morning as well to all you lovely people on trial. You really do need to subscribe sometime soon. Uh, The uh, news this morning is quite good. We've got good viral news. The US futures as I speak are up 700 points as Gilead, a company that was up 15% in the US overnight, is reporting a successful result from an antiviral drug they have developed which is popping coronavirus victims out of their beds in a week which is obviously a good development and the market's responding positively to it that makes our rather more negative stance that we took yesterday look a little bit silly yesterday as you know we'll re- we ran up our cash for the first time in a while to 15-20% in both our SMAs And that was based on the idea that we saw some technical sell signals appearing in particular stocks and in some markets, not our own, but in some of the overseas markets. And we took the view that this ultra-fast sentiment recovery had probably run its course and was going to be replaced by a period of sober assessment. And uh, also in respect for the disastrous economic headlines that are cascading in at the moment, uh, we are probably going to go through a period of trying to quantify what the damage is and need to do that before we can really start to get optimistic again. Anyway, a couple of things on the strategy agenda today. Uh, The first is to talk about company-specific risk. Uh, All the economic headlines are interesting, but they don't really mean anything to stock market prices unless a company's earnings are specifically affected. Stock prices are about company earnings. Valuing companies is about earnings, and economic headlines are simply a top-level summary of how a large group of companies, if not all companies, are faring all at once. But the stock market is about individual companies, and that boils down to their own earnings. On that front, there are a couple of points to make today. Uh, The first one is that the key metric, or the key unknown for each company at the moment is the impact of shutdowns or lockdowns on their earnings, whether they have been impacted. And if they are, those companies need to know when lockdowns are going to come to an end. And those two variables are what will dictate the corporate damage. And companies can't clear that up for you unless they know the duration of the business disruption. At the moment, they don't know. And what is going to happen in Australia will happen globally, which is lockdowns are going to move up and down and go into different stages of and be relaxed or maybe re, be reinstated if coronavirus spreads again. Um, until that timetable time is known, earnings are unknown. And until this duration is known, individual company risk is high. Until duration is known, all affected company share prices live with the risk of earnings, guidance, downgrades, profit warnings, capital raising, share price shocks. And the result season is until August. That's four months away. So prior to results, we are going to see a litany of untimetabled, unpredictable company announcements as they try to communicate expectations, and almost all of them are going to be downgrades. So the first point to make is that for the next few months, we have to live in fear of company guidance announcements. Company-specific risk now and for the next few months is the same as it is during the results season. You just never know when you're going to be blown up. And the way you handle that is the same as you'd handle it during the results season. You need to minimize your disaster risk, which means don't go too big on any one stock. Avoid holding super volatile, popular stocks on low or or if they're loss making, no PEs, because the market's not going to take any prisoners if disappointed. 
And in the same time, as in the results season, you need to be looking to, or you can look to buy any stocks that pop on good announcements, good or bad announcements, are now de-risking a company for a few months. And that allows you to value them and maybe even buy them with some level of certainty. Uh, I haven't done this for you this morning, listed all the companies that have had earnings announcements. Even the ones that have at the moment haven't really been able to quantify it, so there's still a risk. But you now need to distinguish between companies that have put out earnings guidance already and those that haven't, and the risk is a lot higher than in those that haven't. So look through recent announcements of the companies you hold or any company you're about to buy and understand whether they're at risk of a shock or have already had it. Running into the results season, for instance, for the the banks, Westpac's already announced $1.43 billion provision. You know, it is safer than the other banks. Uh, The other uh, comment to make on company-specific risk as we try to work out which companies to hold in the market on the way back up is uh, you probably saw Amazon up 4.4% overnight, Netflix up 2.9%, both hitting all-time highs as New York pushed shutdowns back from May the 1st to May the 15th, so everyone expects to be shopping online and watching Netflix for an extra couple of weeks. Those are beneficiaries of the coronavirus, and what that tells you is coming out of this, there's going to be a a once-in-a-decade buying opportunity in the market, but within that, there are going to be winners and losers. And this is not a plain vanilla event. This is an event that is going to change behaviours, may have permanent, if not lengthy, consequences for businesses. You know, you've got to ask, are we, are we all going back to work? Uh, will office space demand take a permanent hit? Are we going to keep using the technology that we've all learned to use in our homes and stay at home more? Is the property market going to take a dive, as it usually does 18 months after the stock market? Are we going to shop online more? Will international travel race back or is it going to crawl back? Has discretionary consumer spending taken a massive hit that we'll not recover from for a while? All these things are unknowns that are going to affect values and earnings. And we now, uh, in order to make our way through that, can start to distinguish the segments of the stock market that are either going to benefit, survive or suffer from the lockdowns. And we also need to focus on sectors and companies that are going to emerge that will see a a permanent deterioration in their business from behavioural changes or not. I note in the newsletter today, there's a good article, Livewire article from Nick Griffin on the survivors and losers. He's a very smart bloke. I've seen him speak a couple of times. And he lays out uh, globally some of the sectors that are going to be winners. Things like e-commerce, digital payment, internet high-performance computing, innovative health, big data, the shift to the cloud is probably the big one. And the losers are things like financials, healthcare, restaurants, autos, media, tourism, leisure, energy. I mean, these themes are pretty obvious. But the next stock market phase, we've been through a few phases. We've been through the panic sell-off phase. We've been through the sanity returns rebound stage. And before we get to the long-term bull market stage, I think we have to expect a recovery stage. Uh, It's too early to buy that long-term quality portfolio for the long-term bull market yet. Our job for the next few months is to exploit the best of the buying opportunities in recovery stocks. We want to be in the right stocks for the recovery. And this is not a time to buy 10-year winners. Uh, You want recovery winners. It's going to be different. So we're working on that, identifying the themes. Uh, Nick Griffin there has hit some of the main ones on the head. It's not great for financials. It's not great for 
auto. It's not great for the energy sector, leisure sector, tourism sector, media or advertising, that means. And it's probably good for healthcare sector, probably not good for consumer discretionary retail. The themes are pretty obvious. So we've had a few stages of this stock market in the last couple of months. We've had the panic sell-off stage. We've had the sanity returns rebound stage. At some point, we're going to get back to long-term bull market stage. But I think before we get there, before you start buying stocks for the long term, those 10-year stocks that Warren Buffett would tell you to buy, I think you have to look at some of these themes and be, be now buying stocks for the recovery stage, which is going to come before the long-term bull market. I still think we're in one of the best buying opportunities in the decade. Stocks are going to do particularly well in this recovery. That's going to be stock-specific, also theme-specific, and we need to identify those. So we're not looking to buy stocks uh, on the basis that Woolworths will survive in you know for the next decade. We want to buy stocks that have been hit hard, that are not going to be that badly impacted, that are now undervalued, and will be uh, will see the attention of the stock market as the as the stock market comes out of this hole. That's what we're looking at now. We're working on that. I haven't got all the stocks for you, but you can see from Nick Griffin's themes, the, the themes are pretty obvious. Anyway, more work to do. Uh, market, as I speak now, up 132 points, flying along. It's all good. Enjoy your day.